This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. Well, the biggest problem that we have is, in this industry as a whole is dealing with the scale that comes out of the water. So you have to deal with the scale before you can really, uh, on the equipment side of it, uh, fix the problems with the equipment, but the scale also adds flavor to our coffee and our beverage. So you have to have so much mineral content in it to get a quality beverage uh, for coffee or espresso. That's Phil Freilich's Master Water Specialist who gave the presentation, Treating Water for Coffee, at the WQA Convention and Exposition in Denver in March. And welcome to another edition of WQA Radio, where you get the latest news and insights about water treatment. Find us at wqa.org and on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is podcast number 65. And we'll talk with Phil about how specific water quality characteristics affect the taste of coffee and coffee brewing equipment. So pour yourself a cup of hot coffee and join us. Plus, I'll have our WQA tip, battling counterfeits. Coming up, my conversation, all about water and coffee, with Phil Freilich. All right, well, Phil, first of all, thank you very much for joining us on WQA Radio. It's nice to uh, have you uh, on the program to talk about very interesting topic. I, we just got out of your presentation at the WQA convention where you presented the topic of uh, treating water for coffee. So, Phil, tell us a little bit about that. I tweeted out while you were talking a sort of a general overview that the change the quality of water and you can affect the taste of coffee without changing anything else in the process, the beans or, or anything else. That's correct. Uh, just by treating the water to getting out the, the chemicals, the iron, uh, the chloramines out of the water supply, you can actually improve the quality of the, the bean, the flavor of the coffee, and the aroma coming out of the coffee, along with protecting your equipment in, internally. And some of that's the key that we, we look at on the water filtration side is, is the balance between the quality in the cup and protecting the equipment. What are some of the biggest challenges with, as, as it affects the equipment and as it affects the taste? Well, the biggest problem that we have is, in this industry as a whole is dealing with the scale that comes out of the water. So you have to deal with the scale before you can really, uh, on the equipment side of it, uh, fix the problems with the equipment, but the scale also adds flavor to our coffee and our beverage. So you have to have so much mineral content in it to get a quality beverage uh, for coffee or espresso. And typically that's between three and five grains of carbonate hardness or temporary hardness in the water supply. And uh, with this, you get a lot more cream out of the coffee and your aromas actually pick up because the hardness minerals in there. So it's sort of a Goldilocks approach. You want want some, but you don't want too much, right? You you want it just right. Correct. and there's, there's, there's specifications out there on TDS, and, and you know, we look at TDS as one of the issues, but we don't focus on that. Uh, it is focused when we look at uh, espresso-based coffees because the equipment is much more delicate and has uh, higher problems with scale and, and formation of scale coming through some of the ports within the espresso equipment. On drip brew, we can actually uh, loosen our, our specifications up on, on TDS and some of the, the pHs of the water uh, because we're not necessarily uh, 
looking at those things to give us a better quality of cup, but it's also protecting our equipment so we can go to a higher ratio of TDS and still get a good quality cup, but protect our equipment as well. And TDS for those who don't know? A total dissolved solids. Okay. Now, coffee also has a total dissolved solids, so that's measured with a fractometer. So they measure the TDS of the coffee uh, in a different way than we measure water. Okay. What is your preference as far as acidity, alkalinity, uh, am I getting those terms correct? What, what, what's your preference in terms of the right balance? Uh, my preference isn't always what the industry wants. So uh, alkalinity is, is a key factor that we look at uh, because alkalinity plays a, a role in the carbonate hardness. So alkalinity at, at 120 is ideal. Uh, I would take it anywhere up to 180. I know the industry wants it down on, on espresso down in the, into the 20 range. Uh, that's not always possible to do, and then you also have a tendency to raise the pH of the water up when the alkalinity drops as low as well, too. So um, my standards that uh, I brew at home, I use a, an RO system. Uh, I do use a little bit less coffee in that. That's not the, the standard of the industry. So most people would have to, to play with an RO and, and use that, that water quality that comes out of it. Uh, but what you're finding in the food service industry is that McDonald's and Starbucks and accounts like that do use RO on the espresso-based drink best, uh, coffees, not necessarily on the drip brew. What do you think of the cold brew process and, uh, you know, good, bad, and different, or, or what is different about it? Because I know sometimes it seems to have a different taste when it is served cold than hot coffee allowed to cool. Yeah, cold brew has a tendency to have a... a um a mellower flavor. So you get uh, not as acidic -y on your tongue, so when you're drinking the coffee it has a better flavor and a better aftertaste. Uh, it's actually produced a little bit differently where drip brew is actually done within a five to six minute period over so many pounds of coffee. Uh, cold brew is, is done where the coffee sits in the water for a period of anywhere from 12 to 24 hours or longer depending on what brew they're mixing. Uh, and then it's served over ice. But uh, if you treat the water for that by removing the chlorine, the chloramines, uh, particles and the iron from the water supply, you're going to get it consistent on your cold blue. How is the consumer industry right now? You mentioned some, you know, some experimentation going on at uh, Bunomatic. Uh, you're looking at new processes and things that you really couldn't get into, which we understand, but just kind of what's out there on the horizon? Um, cold brew is, is coming about. Uh, it's age. You're seeing some nitrogen uh, brew, which is uh, a cold brew that is a... Um, I won't say it's a bag in the box because that's usually what it comes. It's already made up and you've got a concentration of it and that concentration is then mixed with water. Uh, nitrogen is added to it so you get a coffee that looks like a Guinness beer and it gets a head that comes off of it and the head slowly goes up to the top and, and it's a very smooth tasting coffee on the cold side. Very interesting. Hey, thanks so, so much for doing this. That's very interesting. You're quite welcome. Right. Thanks. And our thanks again to Phil Freilix, who's been active, by the way, in the Florida Water Quality Association. And now our WQA tip. Stay on top of WQA's efforts to battle counterfeit water filters and other products. At WQA's 2018 convention and exposition, representatives from Alibaba and eBay met with members to walk through their counterfeit measures and resources for companies to combat illegal activity on their sites. Earlier this year, WQA founded the Coalition to Combat Counterfeiting to work on a coordinated effort with advocacy partners. Associations and individual companies are welcome to join the coalition. Organizations interested in learning more can go to wqa.org and contact WQA Government Affairs. 
Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about water treatment. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Westbleed. So long from WQA Radio.